And welcome to the Harbinger's Chat Pack! I'm so excited! <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thanks for being here. Tonight, we're going to chat about Harbinger's Chapter 1 Coven. Yes, chapter means season in this context. Chapter 1 Coven. If you are brand new here, uh, this is a little bit different than what we normally do. Normally, we play a game. And that game is Savage Worlds. And uh, the story we've been playing is uh, Harbinger's Chapter One Coven, which takes place in the town of Black Point with five young witches. And uh, essentially what happens to them as the town begins to crumble all around them and what they must do to try and save it. Um, that's what you're here for. So if you are brand new, there's a lot of spoilers ahead. <laughs> so <laughs> I would recommend if you don't want to get spoiled to come back later and catch this in the VODs instead. Um, but yeah, so now that we've gotten that through, the other thing I should say is just a content warning simply about the things we talk about because our show is rated R, TVMA. Um, any of those things dealing with um, gore, uh, man, I, all I want to say is sad content. Dealing with sad content. If you aren't here for the sad and the horror, then then you might leave because we'll probably be talking about some of that kind of stuff tonight. Um, yeah, let me also uh, tell you where you are. You're here on the DAT network. That's the Dragons and Things network. Um, yeah, let's see. Let's go around and introduce yourselves. So tonight, uh, tell them who you are. Tell them who your character was from Coven um, and just a little description uh, uh, of them. And uh, yeah, let's start with that. Uh, let's go with, I don't have any of my dice, so I have to magically pick. Let's do Randy. All right. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm Randy <laughs> Alvarenga. I, uh, played Leander Notley in this past season of Harbingers. Uh, he was the younger brother to Piper Notley, uh, kind of disheveled hair. He was very, like, kind-faced, didn't, you could, he couldn't make you scared usually if he tried um he did try maybe a couple of times but uh he he wore like greens and sort of browns and was very like in touch with nature and plants and had a little uh hummingbird familiar named willow mm. that was Leander. well i guess is because leander's still there that's true <laughs> that's true um let's see i'm trying to decide okay we'll do it we'll do a, a question um for you all as well even though we're about to ask lots of questions so the question is what do you think is next for leander oh he has absolutely no idea <laughs> like, like I, I don't think that's a fair question for any of us <laughs> but it's good uh, well, like basically just curious. um yeah uh he has so i think he's in a better place now than he was at the beginning of the series and that he sort of has uh, some closure, which we'll probably talk mm. about a little bit tonight. Uh, but uh, he has no idea what that means. What 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 is his life going to be without sort of the village and where where is he? He doesn't know. So he's yeah. going to be a traveling sort of wanderer, I guess, trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, hi, PEG Jody. Thanks for the subscription. Hello. Um, you will Hi. check in on that too. Uh, Jody is one of the uh, folks who works for Pinnacle, which makes Savage Worlds. 
Oh, hey, hey, hey. Um, awesome. Thank you so much. Um, let's start over to Adam. Adam, same thing. Tell us who you are. Tell us who who your character was, and just a short description of them. And what do you think is next for Addy? Sure. Uh, hi, friends. My name is uh, Adam Kahn. Uh, I played uh, uh, Hadrian Hattie Marth uh, in our in our lovely season one Coven of Harbingers. Uh, he was a he was a local fisherman. Uh, I've actually got all my hair currently up uh, inside inside my hat. I also have in a glass eye as well too, because he was missing an eye and very uh, very <laughs> wow. shoveled gross hair. I went so very wait, method acting for this one. Are you saying that Hadrian plays Adam Khan? Because that's accurate. what it sounds like you're saying. What? Very, very accurate. I w- and Moxie <laughs> brought it up too. I actually wear a wig on our cooking shows. My The Hattie oh, hair is the real stuff. Uh, but yeah, uh, he always just walked around smelling just kind of like fish. He was one with the water. And, oh, I don't have it next to me, but I have my fishing pole in the uh, other room. I'll have to grab that as well too. Uh, uh, Wandering around with a with a fishing pole, and he was uh, a giant coward, scared of everything. So so scared of everything that he almost died um, from being terrified on our very last episode. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm glad yeah. that didn't happen. I mean, what what does Hattie think is next? Uh, I mean, I kind of same. <laughs> Anything? Yeah, it's. You don't have to have an answer. Well, his his big thing. I'm, I, this will be a question. There is there is okay. still a question in his mind from how everything kind of ended uh, when we were kind of leaving the the echoes of the, the world we knew behind. Um, there's still questions in his head that he wants to answer. But I mean, he's with at least he's at least happy. He's with the four people that tried to push him through all of this and really became very close with him. One of them happens to be in a cube right now, but you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's normal. Yeah, just yeah. normal. Yeah, that's uh, That's awesome. Thank you. Sorry, I kept. I was like earthquake. I, I you know, occasionally you go. Am I feeling an earthquake or am I yep. making things up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, let's let's hear from Philip. Philip, same thing. Who are you? Who is your character? A little bit about them, and what do you think is next for Bertram? Uh, yeah. Uh, my name's Philip Rossi. Hi, hello. How are you? Uh, I played uh, Bertram Thornhart. How to describe Bertram? Bertram uh, was, is uh, a uh, person who is uh, not a great witch, <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, pretty handy with a tomahawk or a crossbow. Part of the town militia. And I would say he was very um, self-assured. I think One way to put be... it. Yeah, that is the kind way to describe Bertram. Uh, there you go. There you go. I like yeah. it. Awesome. Well, and what do you think is, is next for Bertram? Ne- I, I, what, what do I think is next for Bertram? Um, sure. For, I, I th- well, I don't think Bertram knows what the heck's going on. Um, I don't know if you pose the question to Bertram, he would be aware enough to yeah, give yeah, an yeah. accurate uh, prediction. For me personally, I think if Bertram does get out of the cube, I think uh, it's it goes one of one of two ways. Either everything's chill, chill, cool as a cucumber, uh, but I think it's more likely that he has serious mental issues and really struggles with uh, the fallout of what happened at Blackpoint. 
yeah, well, I think that he would be in in the right <laughs> to feel that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, awesome. Thank you. One of the days of playing a very cocky character. Back to. Uh... Uh... <laughs> oh boy. Uh, same thing for you, Diana. Who you are, who your character is, a little bit about them, and where. What do you think is next for Rowan? Sure. Hi, friends. I'm Diana Strepo. I played Rowan Thornhart. I was little sister of uh, Bertram Thornhart. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe not. I'm. I don't. We don't know. If I mean, if you watch, we don't know the truth. But um, she's very magical based. Um, she had like wavy flowing hair. Had the circlet. Had uh, a moon necklace. Also. Uh, wine color dress always kept herself quite neat she was very curious she was also very jealous and nosy but she had a heart of gold and always wanted to make sure that her friends were always okay and feeling strong up until the very end up until the very end she started to um like her world started to crash around uh and she felt very lost and that's where she's at in state of mind and in terms of what's gonna happen, what she thinks, I think her biggest thing is putting Bertram in a vessel, in a body, just to hug him and see him again, and hopefully, if he's real, he can be there for them again. Um, but she, she killed her mom, and Bertram's in a little cube, and doesn't know what's next. I mean, this is her family now. Oh. The guys you see well, here, so. You, Rowan and Bertram, have that in common. They both killed their mother. <laughs> oh, my God! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Runs in the family. True siblings. There you go. There you, go. I guess you guys so. truly are siblings. Oh, God. Yeah. I have to say, um, you know, I remember when that moment happened. And then I was like, in the moment, I was like, oh my God, I just blew her up. Like, she's gone. And then I, Randy asked me something. I was like, yeah, whatever. I didn't mean it so, like, nonchalant, like, non, like, it's okay, whatever. Mom is dead. I felt like such an ass after the show. Like, oh, oh no. my God, that was awful. But I didn't mean no. it like that. It was just kind of like, well, what are we, we going to do? Like, Diana was saying, well, the world's falling apart. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah. So I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean it like that. I, that's been on my mind no. like all week. Going, God, I feel like such a jerk. That's the question no. everybody's wanting to ask tonight, Diana. Why did you yeah. say it that way? I didn't mean to. But I, you know, I, I don't that. know. <laughs> yeah. My She's DMs are full of people life. being like, "Why is Diana so cold-hearted?" <laughs> just doesn't care about I'm sure. I'm sure. Awesome. Thank you, Diana. Uh, yeah. And I guess I should tell you who I am. I am yes. Megan Caves. I am the game master, or rather one of them, because Philip is also a game master here. Um, and I also had a character. Her name was Piper uh, Notley. She was sister to Leander. Um, she was the, uh, she is the apprentice, the senior apprentice for the elder. Yes, the senior apprentice for the elders. Um, and I think well, I guess I'm, I'm going out of order. She appeared, um, she has red hair, but she kind of magically altered it to be fall color. So it's green, red, orange, um, and and kind of a gold color. Um, she's kind of Percy. She's a little bit like Percy Weasley for any Harbingers fans out there. She's kind of got 
She's a bit of a brown noser, things like that. But she's kind of got on the journey to discover that her idols uh, are not as perfect as she thought they were. And it's letting the fire out inside her. Maybe, hopefully, becoming a great leader in her own right. But I don't know that she's there yet. Um, for what she sees for herself next, I think she's currently in the moment, is very confused, but sees that there is a dragon that is nearby and feels like, I think she, I think Piper very much feels like everyone is her responsibility and feels like she needs to make sure that they're all safe and is feeling very overwhelmed, but very determined about that. I think that's where she is. Um, yeah. Let's get into some of these questions y'all have. I'm really excited Ooh, about this. Yeah. Before we do, let's check in, see if we've got any things. I do think we have a few things. That is a good point. Ancestors, you can still send some stuff if you would like tonight. Our witches still desperately need a little bit of advice. So that is an option for $15. You can send an ancestral message. Um, so we do, in fact, have a few of these. Uh, I think, let me see where we have begun. There we are. Uh, our first one. Ancestral message is from Ancestor Five Foot Latina. Ain't no mist thick enough. <laughs> Ain't no forest dark enough. Ain't no reality strange enough to keep this party from their quest. From finishing their quest. I ruined it. Ain't no yeah. mist thick enough. <laughs> I like that song. No, That's no, very awesome. Good job. No. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Like we also have it's Ed Moore who's resubscribed. Hey, Jody, who has resubscribed, and we have another ancestral message from oh. ancestor Neva and Omar. They say, "Thank you all for a fantastic chapter one." Yay. Welcome, ancestors. Thank you. Thank you. That's you're welcome, ancestors. Yes, yes. Thank you very much for that. For your praise. Uh, thank you all very much. Um, okay, so let me tell you a little bit of what the plan is tonight. You guys have questions. We hopefully, maybe, we'll see. We'll have the answers probably. Uh, we're going to start off with the questions that were submitted to the forum that has been going around on social media. Uh, then we will get to any questions in chat. So hold your questions until after that point so we don't lose them. If things go through chat real fast, it's hard to keep up and we might lose your question. Uh, we'll answer those. We also have a few questions of our own that we might get to as well. That's the plan. Let's dive in. So Yay. the very first question. I know, right? Are you excited? I'm excited. I already wait the before very... that. I wrote down huh? one question that someone already put in. So, yeah. Uh, just for later, that has been noted. I just wanted to let you know. Cool. Okay, sounds good. Okay, um, first up, we have a question from Moxie Blue. Moxie Blue says, who came up with the idea that Bertram would be dead the entire time? What was everyone's first thought when the scarf came off? Okay, so there's two questions here. So let's go with the first one. Whose idea was it uh, that Bertram was dead the entire time? I feel like that was mine? But I don't remember. I, yeah, I was gonna. I don't remember. I. It might have been mine. It was definitely. It was a group decision. Uh, it was we well, two groups. And you two. Yes, Yeah. Couple group. Um, I think. I I know it was your idea to. I think it was your idea. It was either your idea to be dead, and then I suggested. 
more detail that I won't share here. I think that's true. But those who know the setting know what I'm talking about, probably. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I can't remember. I, I, I remember it was very much a group decision. That's a funny question. But uh, let's put I, it I this way. I suggested. I want to say I suggested being killed, and you were like, what if you were already dead? Maybe insert, that was it. Insert lore that everyone except these three people these know. Three. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Okay, and then what was everyone's first thought when the scarf came off? I guess this is for the three of you, because I knew what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> Take it, Diana. He was your brother. Yeah. Yeah, what I, was your I first thought? I didn't see that coming, and I think it was like a thing where after the show, I was talking to Adam, like, you don't remember her description in the beginning? I said, no, I have the worst memory in the world. And, and she was telling me how, like, you describe a man running in the forest, and cause he, he knew it right away. I, I did it. I was blown away by it and quite shocked by it. Yeah. Awesome. What about Adam, Randy? What about y'all? Uh, do you want to go first, Adam? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, it was it was more. I I realized that I kind of uh, piggybacking off of Diana's comment a little bit. Um, I only realized that because then somebody else had brought it up. I'm like, oh yeah, and then I remembered that uh, that whole description that you did. And then when I was telling Diana, she's like, I don't remember that. I'm like, yeah. We, when, when we <laughs> chatted about that like all the time, with no, that was. That was wild when when he slowly started pulling that uh, scarf off. I'm like, you, you bastard, you! You've been tricking us that the was, whole time. The the visuals was all Philip. That was I didn't know Philip was going to do great. that either, and I was pretty oh, impressed. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was great. Wait, did you uh, have yeah. your? Oh yeah, you have your scarf in the picture. Yeah. 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 It was planned from the beginning, even when well, we so were all the way back. back? Yep. Yeah. Oh, wow. like forever ago. Like wow. a year now, probably. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, I had absolutely zero idea that that was where that was going. <laughs> I knew something was up because I kept getting like, he smells weird or like this thing right. happening, right? Like, I knew something was up, but like that first scene, I don't know what it was. I just kind of pictured it like, the opening sequence of Game of Thrones where like it's just like some random dude mm. dying in yeah, a yeah. forest. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I was like, okay, cool. We're 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 seeing that bad stuff is in the forest. Uh, right. I, I had no idea it was going to be you. And then when it came off, I remember the moment just being like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> what? Like like I I'm like sitting there trying to piece together the puzzle and it I was missing like huge chunks. It was after that session when Megan was like, yeah, I planted the seeds of that back in episode one. And I instantly, as soon as I logged <laughs> off the chat with everybody, ran to the living room, found the VOD, and rewatched it. I need to do that. And I was like, not only do I have to watch this, I have to reclip it and send it back to the group. Which I did. <laughs> yeah. And he did. He did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you all. Uh, let's see what our next question is. I believe this next question is also from Moxie Blue. Uh, yeah, so this one, this one looks like it's for me and Rossi. 
Um, so it says, what was it like being a player and GM in the season? Which obviously meant you had to coordinate with someone but not share too much. Um, you know, the coordination on my part wasn't all that difficult because I kind of was like, here's my plan. Now, Rossi, go figure out what to do with it. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Philip had the harder <laughs> the harder end of that, at least this go <laughs> than I did. Um, but I will say that being a player and the GM was really hard. And uh, I I think I think I could do it better, better in my mind, at, the, at least over time with some practice. But it, it's very confusing to play a character and go, OK, I've got to remember what information this character has and keep that separate from the information I have without feeling like I'm leading everybody around by the nose or leading them too many places, like figuring that line out and then also still getting to inject emotion and and uh, just the stuff that I like in a character was really complex to me and I would like to try to get better at it. Um, I, it's hard, put it that way. <laughs> what about you, Philip? Do you have any thoughts um, on this question? I thought it wasn't, uh... I thought it wasn't too difficult playing Bertram because although Megan and I had talked about sort of the big picture of what was going on and uh, around where we would probably end, all, all the middle bits I had really no idea. I didn't know what was going to happen at all. I, I knew that, you know, Black Point wasn't real and I knew the setting in general and I knew that at the end the sort of we would not be there anymore. But apart from that, I didn't really have any information. So I, it was pretty easy to just, you know, stumble along with everybody else. You know, apart from knowing that I wasn't really alive, that nothing changed for me as a player. I think it was difficult. The reason we took two weeks after Megan's final episode is, is for me to figure out what I was doing. Because I knew Megan would stop somewhere, but I didn't know where that place was. And once she stopped, I was like, well, how do I... <laughs> what, what am I supposed to do? So I had to like really sit down and think about what I could do that uh, would fit in the con uh, the confines of Harbingers in general and, and not mess mm -hmm. up anything for the future, but also be interesting. I think what Megan and I talked a lot about is making sure the players still had agency. I didn't want to do um, a flashback where uh, where it takes place you know years prior because then I thought, how exciting would that be for you know my, my fellow players to be like, well, it doesn't really matter what we do because the, the end result is what's already happened. Sure. So I think that was the tricky part. I think I, I think on my end, I think I could do better uh, next time if this comes up, uh, would be not sharing with Megan too much because I still want her to enjoy the exploration <laughs> as a player. And I feel like I don't know how much she could really enjoy knowing where stuff was going to, what was going to oh. go down. No, I feel like I did a lot. I mean, in, in, in relation to uh, Philip's two episodes, I knew that we would be trying to save Bertram, but I and, and I kind of knew the space we were going to exist in, but I had no idea how you were going, how we were going to do that, how you were going to get us there, what the experience of it was going to be. So as far as I was concerned, there was a lot of surprise. I had no idea you were going to bring in Bronwyn. I had no idea you were going to bring in... Oh. Um, a lot of people, yeah. 
Yeah, oh. so I thought it was really cool. I, I basically just said, okay, like as soon as this is what I think all the players would have loved to have been able to do. <laughs> but uh, after the my final, my episode eight, we all like, hello. hello. Yeah. And then Neva, Neva and Omar saying, uh, they're talking about Adam's t-shirt. So I was like, oh, we oh. all have it. <laughs> yeah, we all have them on. Um, <laughs> Sorry, but, not to uh, distract. Oh no, no worries. But basically, after that was done, that two-week period, I, <laughs> Philip was like, okay, so what's going on? So I just basically was like, here's everything. Here's, you know, some specifics that, um, that might be points that just are there of interest. Uh, so Philip got to kind of get the lowdown on, what, on what's going on, unlike everyone else. Yeah, I think, I think you guys did great. Great, yeah, great right. story and, you know, try, yeah. Yeah, I, I could imagine that would be freaking hard. But that was, that yeah. was a lot of fun. You guys did awesome. Yeah, I couldn't imagine being in that. Like, where Megan's final episode ended to, like, okay, Rossi, you're free to go wherever you want to go. Like, that must have been really hard. How did you sort of tackle that? Can I ask a question? Is that too much? <laughs> sorry, sure, sure, sorry, no, sorry, just... <laughs> Yeah, it's going to go for it just as long bit. as we get through bit. all these questions, we're good. Oh, Savage Clint! Hey, Clint also Hello. works for Pinnacle. Hello! Savage Clint! Welcome! Oh. Sorry, go on, go on, Randy. Yeah, no, I, I was just wondering, how did you go about sort of starting to figure out what you want? I mean, I get sort of not wanting to do it in the past, but how did you sort of decide and, like, build I, that yeah, out? Yeah, I think it was by sort of process of elimination. I knew that, like, that, that moment with the dragon... Uh, if when we come back to these characters that Megan wants to have that be a moment. So I knew I couldn't go forward from there, but I knew I didn't want to go backwards and not have like stuff everyone did matter. So it sort of made me choose sort of a, a, a moment, a snapshot in time between those two points. It sort of built out from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a box. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definite box. Yeah, um, play in the box. I was okay, getting. right, exactly. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. Number three. This question is from Louisiana-born, Texas-raised. Um, uh, they would like to know, what is everyone's guess for the setting? And I don't know, or no idea does not count. So let me specify, <laughs> you all don't, none of these guys except for Philip are going to know the actual savage setting because they don't know the settings well enough to know that, which works great in my favor. <laughs> um, but I will say the the setting is is um, a genre. So you could guess that. Genre? A genre. Yes. <laughs> You guys know nothing. Now guess. <laughs> but, but the problem the problem is the collector is one genre and then the world of Blackpoint is another genre cuz I would say Salem witches witch trials. A lot of quotes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where to start. <laughs> and then the collect I don't know the collector could be like Frankenstein, steampunk. I, I, I just, I don't know. 
Mm. Uh, an answer. That's not, that's not a valid answer. I, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, well, the, the, the thing that sticks out to me is... Uh, I, I keep forgetting her name. I have it in my notes, but I don't have it right here. The, like, voice that mm-hmm. was inside of... No, the one that was inside of... Uh, what's his, uh, oh, uh, Mina. Bertram? Mina. 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 Yeah. Devlin. That's right. Mina Devlin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Devlin. She had, like, a southern accent, so... The only the, this is this is kind of a cop out because it's really the only Savage World setting I know is is Deadlands, <laughs> uh, right? So maybe it's like Deadlands, but like I don't know, like future Deadland. <laughs> I don't know. Anything's possible. Okay. Randy's go, Randy's going with future Deadlands. Uh, Adam, I like that. I like that guess. Yeah, Adam, um, what do you think? <clears throat> Well, the, I think the only one that I'm probably familiar with was when we did Department of Mysteries was Rippers. Uh, but that right. was, uh-huh. I mean, Mina. to me, that yeah, with Mina. Harker, a different Mina. <gasps> it's the I same know. person. She's combining all worlds yeah. now. All the um, Minas! <laughs> um, <laughs> I, yeah, it, it, it's very, very much, I, I almost sense, like, almost like a, a different levels of, of, of hell still. Because it, I mean, we're in this in between. We're in the, the the real world as we as we were kind of told. We're in our fantasy world. It just like different levels of hell or type of um, like purgatory or something. That's kind of where mm. it just lost souls throughout end up in just all these just different realms. Yeah, just like a sense of purgatory or something. We're in the land of lost. Lost. She, she's this is season eight of Lost or something. Crazy. <laughs> there were smoke no, monsters. Man. There were smoke scary monsters in this game. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I think that's a good guess. These are all good guesses. You all, you you all don't have a whole lot of information because the world you've been seeing is Blackpoint, and right. Blackpoint could be anywhere. What's your guess, Diana? So, Give the man your guess. I was guess. writing down another question for the end. Um, uh. I, I don't know, because I don't know the settings of, of uh, I don't know, I, I, uh, steampunk <laughs> slash Frankenstein, Department of Mysteries is the collector, and then we're living in Salem Witch Trials slash Snow Globe Hunger Games. There you go. I did it. So, multiverse. You think it, you think it's probably closest to Rippers. In some way or another, from what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. It's a good guess. It's a good guess. It's too bad. Uh, no, I think it's a good guess. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely did strike gold. <laughs> I see that in chat uh, with these folks who don't know the setting. But, you know, when I first played, I didn't know the setting either um, that we were playing. And it was really cool to experience that kind of to like see the setting as I went. And uh, granted, that was different because I knew that we were playing in a, like on a Western Deadland, you know, we were playing in Deadlands at the time, but uh, I didn't know anything about it. So it was really cool. Um, you know, I think yeah. I, I will say in, in defense of my fellow players, I think everyone else except for Megan uh, comes from uh, much more of a Dungeons and Dragons background. Is that true, Randy? I, feel like I mean, I do that. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah <clears throat> Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, I want to say that all of us have played in a lot of like homebrew, like non-setting 
places. So not like yeah. you Dungeons and Dragons doesn't you don't have to play in a setting. So asking mm-hmm. them for a setting when when they don't have any background on it, that it is it is perfect because they really Yeah. When we started playing, we were like, "Here is suede. Here are the rule four rule set. Don't don't do any more research. Stop there." So uh, yeah, just leave the rest of it alone. And we're oh, self building. I remember when we were building like... the characters. That was so frustrating because Megan wouldn't tell you, us anything. Right. You sucked yourself out. Can I share this? Y'all sucked yourself out. I was so mad. Mad. <laughs> On our character sheet is we're like uh we're these like giant black boxes of just redacted information yeah (laughs) so it's like abilities blanked out i have no idea okay cool and it like where it says where to find it because that says the setting i imagine that's also blacked (laughs) out so i'm just like oh my gosh there's all this like random stuff on my sheet that i don't even know is there (laughs) my character sheet is a false character sheet because we have a group we have like a group place to keep all our stuff, and my character sheet is just a lie. Yeah, I use Savage.us to um, to build these, and anyone who uses that knows that it very helpfully tells you what page and what you know particular book it is in. But whenever you're trying to keep those books away from your players, <laughs> and you're going to use that character sheet, well, you have to hide it somehow. Oh no, that's good. So, that's good. Yeah. But I should have oh, done it, white. I don't know why I made it black so it looks like, no, you know, good. some redacted. It, it works. No, it, yeah, it, it looks works. like a secret government file that you yeah. haven't shared with us. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, goodness. Um, okay, let's see here. We've got uh, two questions here from TTRPG Gifts. Um, the first one is for Randy. Randy, uh, were you inspired on something specific while creating Willow? Uh, yes and no. Um, and what I mean by that is, I knew I wanted a familiar because I I love animals, and anytime I can have a familiar, I I want one. Like I saw that that I'm was one you. of the uh the things you could pick, and I was like yes. Um, and I've seen a lot of familiars, you know, that are very similar, like a you know like frogs or or like cats or owls. Um, and I was like, those are cool. And, and owls is the one that like really stuck in my head. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want an owl per se. And so I wanted something that was like, um, and so like the inspiration came when I was sitting outside on my balcony, looking at some trees and a little hummingbird was like flying around. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. This is perfect because for me, uh a hummingbird was sort of like it's small and it appears really weak and then like when you look up information about hummingbirds they're actually really really freaking awesome and cool and powerful and i was like that's really cool and i i I wanted to imagine leander like that so uh the the colors were completely different from the one i saw outside but like yeah Mm. that's sort of that's cool Mm-hmm. That's cool. Awesome. Thank you. Um, okay, this next question is for uh, Diana and Philip. Um, TTRPG Gifts asks, how did you establish or build your sibling relationship? Did you establish that before or in-game? Uh, pre-game, when we used to work together, he always teases me like a brother. 
This is true. true. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is true. <laughs> we had a, a whole or- ordeal over one piece of toilet paper uh, whenever we were getting photos. Was it photos, I think? Yeah, taken? Photos. And whether yeah. or not. Yeah, yeah. You don't remember, don't remember this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you were yeah, going to go to the bathroom, memory. and Philip came out of the bathroom with one square of toilet paper and said, yes. I saved oh. this for you. That's all that's left. And you weren't sure You weren't sure if that was true or not. And it was a whole right. thing after that. It was a whole thing. In fact, you said, no, I know that you're trying to play a trick on me. It's not true. And I said, fine, you don't you have did. to take it with you. And then you went to walk away, and you came back and took it. <laughs> Rossi likes to tease me. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> I think we, we we knew that we wanted to build in some pre-existing relationships. Yes. And I think, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it was sort of open to the group, but Diana and I do have a very uh, familial relationship in general, so I thought it would work mm-hmm. well. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then we built off of it when we were building our characters in our, our sessions. Yeah. So. I like it. All right, here's our next question. This one is from Anonymous. Um, mm. Mm. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. Uh, this person says, great first season. I came from Wild Cards and I'm happy to see more Savage Worlds. Any chance we'll get the others from Wild Cards as characters or cameos? Also, does the new production company mean possibly a reboot of Wild Cards? So this is a question about Wild Cards. So any of you who don't know Wild Cards, that was a Savage World show I did over at Saving Throw show. Uh starting in 2017 until 2020. Um, uh, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. You will have to tune in in regards to cameos. I would love to have them on when we have guest spots. It's entirely possible. Uh, no reboot is in the works currently, but thank you, thank you for asking. Uh, okay, next question is from Civil Savage 880 uh, And they say... Um, Before the reveal that Bertram was dead and at least partially possessed, what was everyone's thoughts about what was going on? So what did you think was going on with Bertram before, uh, before you knew? Anybody have any thoughts? I'm really glad he was possessed and it wasn't, well, actually, I still don't quite know because there were like things that could like take Bertram's shape that were revealed and so like what was actually Bertram and what was like trying to place the blame on Bertram I'm still not quite sure um but the I guess what I thought was happening was Bertram would like go to sleep at night and then like kind of sleep murder people like 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 he was like (laughs) like like uh, I don't know like a altered conscience consciousness version of Bertram was like doing these actions because there was that scene where he woke up in in the uh I want to say it was one of the elders homes and he was like more dirty than he was the night before and I was like oh so he's like getting up in the middle of the night and like doing things and not even realizing that he's doing it is what I thought it was and I thought it was him not like a possessed thing and so like Mm. the fact that it's a possessed thing makes it I guess better Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. What about Adam? What about you and Diana? Do you all have any thoughts about what was going on? I I def- I I was I was kind of thinking that the same thing along like with 
uh, with Randy, like at, at night something was happening because, you know, we, we, we heard all these stories about things out in the woods um, and maybe something being able to crawl into his ear in the middle of the night, um, like, like slight possession or, or kind of like almost like werewolf-esque. It was, it was more, you know, just at nighttime something would happen, something would take over. And then during the day he was fine. But, I mean, obviously during the day he was possessed and it was somebody pretending to be him that entire time as well, too. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, it was, it was... And then when there was possession, and then the, the creepy crawly thing, too, that could take... When he was, like, looking at the shadow thing out in the woods, that was that was Bertram as well, too. It's like, oh, that could be... That could be a thing, too. Bertram's a, a murderer in all sorts of different levels, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's also a question. Did you all think something was up with Bertram? I mean, I think everybody did, but, but did you just think it was, like, I don't know, false... Not really yes. something going on with Bertram. Rowan wanted to, It's one of those things where I played her as, um... These things are happening. I don't think it's my brother. It's not my brother. It's not my, like, she would psych herself out and just tell herself, it's, it's not Bertram. But still question Bertram every single time. He'd be like, come on, Ro, I'm your brother. Like, believe me. And I... Mm. There's still part of her that didn't want to believe it, but also still, like, hung on to him. So, mm. she didn't want to believe yeah, it. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I yeah, and whenever you don't, you don't question. Mm-hmm. I think, like, the reveal of the photos from the past with Bertram standing in it with the elders made me think that, like, okay, Bertram was sort of a part of all of this and had his memory wiped or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, whatever, wh- whatever reason that that had to happen, like, Bertram was getting revenge. Is yes. what I thought it was. Yeah, well, it makes sense. Even, yeah, even the pictures, though. I mean, that felt kind of like a, a I, I guess maybe maybe a red herring a little bit. Like something's like, oh, I'm going to plant this in these pictures and make you think that it's definitely Bertram. Like, but it's no way. There's no way Bertram <laughs> like been there. Some, or, something's out. To, yeah, or. Or there's more things to discover that you all haven't discovered yet about uh, everything. Uh, we have to wait. <laughs> yeah, more questions. Is that not true? <laughs> uh, oh boy, yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right, here's the next question. Um, this is a question for everyone except for me and Philip. Um, this is from Civil Savage 880, and they say, "I know Megan and Philip have played Savage Worlds before." what about the rest of you? Is this your first game experience? If not, what what other Savage settings have you played? If so, what are your thoughts on the game system thus far? So we kind of have a mix here. We've got a few that have played Savage Worlds multiple times, a few different settings, and some has played none. So I'll let you all answer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I None. I had no experience with Savage Worlds when this started. Um, And what that meant was to get prepared I was like, I have to play a game of Savage Worlds or I'm going to look like I don't know what I'm doing on stream. <laughs> so I, I uh, played a sort of game of a uh, setting that's sort of being worked on by someone uh, for Chupacabracon. Um, and so that was technically my very first time ever playing a game of Savage Worlds. Mm-hmm. So I came into this and, and knew how to roll die. But... Um, I remember talking through it with Megan and, and sort of being a little bit nervous because um, 
I didn't start playing t- tabletop RPGs until college, right? And that was D and D. So being being like, oh, I'm gonna learn this new system and do it in front of people online was a little bit nerve wracking. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, Diana, I think you've played the next most. Yes, you I did think so. Savage Pathfinder. Yeah, yeah, as well as Rippers. Yeah, yeah. So Megan ran us through um, a Savage Pathfinder. Uh, it was like a four, sh- a four game, right? Four episodes. Yeah, game? four or five. Four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was my first experience, and I played a rogue in that game. And then the second time was Department of Mysteries with Adam and Megan, which I absolutely loved. So <laughs> got to play twice. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is Rippers the only you've played, Adam? Have you ever played any yeah. other time? No, that's the only that's okay. the only only Savage Path or not Savage Pathfinder, but uh, Savage Worlds uh, setting I've been in is is Rippers with Department of Mysteries, which was awesome. Definitely miss that show as well too, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I mean, I what I mean, I watched you guys do Deadlands for all those years over uh, Saving Throw as well mm-hmm. too. Watched a lot of episodes of that. That was really freaking cool too. Well, I mean, you guys did multiple <laughs> settings though too, and we did. I, mm-hmm. Some of them are are cool. I mean, I, I think the only other one was the Carnival one uh, that I had watched. But other than that, I, I know there's a multitudes of them, and we're playing in one as of now. But so so far, I have definitely enjoyed whatever this one is is awesome. Whatever and <laughs> not whatever, but uh, and then R- Rippers was a lot of fun. I, I, we we had a lot of fun. yeah. Mysteries I really well. like Rippers. It's very cool. For anyone who yeah. doesn't know what Rippers is, so, since we're talking about it, it is um, basically all the universal monsters. So you're dealing with Dracula, you're dealing with, um, well, not even just that. You're dealing with Jack the Ripper, you're dealing with uh, werewolves, you're dealing with all, all of these kinds of things in, in uh, 1895 London, um, which is really cool. And Department of Mysteries mixes that with Harry Potter, so it's a little different. But still, highly recommend Rippers. Uh, awesome. Um, let's go to the next question which is from this is civil savage as well um this is another one any ideas about what the savage world setting or harbingers is i think we've already answered that question no, no they don't yeah. know. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh next one is also civil savage um civil savage says how early in planning for the show was it decided to alternate gms will it always be megan phillip rotation or will the rest of the cast take turn jamming future episodes um, well, that was a decision I made from the beginning, although we were kind of, and the reason I did that is because I really like to play. Um, I like GMing a lot, but I love building a character and getting to go on the journey with the character. And I wanted both of those things. So I initially brought Philip on as a secondary or co-GM. Um, and then I know that some of this cast has interest in GMing. It's not planned as a, like, for the overall show, but you will likely see some others as well. I don't know that everyone wants to do that. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much pressure! Dat fam, Lucas. Dat fam really wants me to do it. It's just a lot of pressure. And then I always feel like I'm not going to get the rules right. And I'm going to like say something stupid. I'll do it one day. One day. Eh, I did both of those things and the world didn't end. So... <laughs> well, our world uh, came to an end. Yeah, that's well, true. That, that is that's true. true. That's yeah. true. It was already doing that, though. I don't. Well, accurate. We just helped it along. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here I know is... I would love to see Diana DGM someday. So. Oh my god, you and like everyone. 
should do it. You should do it, Diana. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do a right. practice round, like not on stream. No, no, practice round on stream. Oh. Best way to go. Yeah. Best <laughs> way. Um, our final we question, that question that we have yeah. pre-submitted. Yeah, I think so. The last question. Yeah. Um, about the rotation. Mm -hmm. Unless you had anything you wanted to add. No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> All right. This one comes from almost as cool, who some of you might know. I don't know. Oh. Also goes by Jordan. Um, yeah. Who, what what was the hardest part about switching to Savage Worlds, and what was your favorite aspect of Savage Worlds? Mm. I'll answer. Okay. Yeah. Because I've said this answer before. Um, it's a lot easier and not as <laughs> crunchy and informational. It's just super easy. I appreciate the easiness of it. Ta-da! Yeah. I'm with um, you. I think... Uh... For me, I'm I'm I sort of started playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons in high school, so I have a lot of experience with how that game system works. So I think that the tough part for me was is sort of like walking away from the mastery of the rules. You know, like I'm I'm like pretty familiar with either exactly what the rules say in Dungeons and Dragons, or I can guess at or come up with a solution for what the rules would probably do. You know, like. Uh, a check, if I don't know what the check is, I can guess, and it, it'll be understandable. I think that was the tough part, walking away from that with uh, Savage Worlds. I made everyone sit through, in our two-week hiatus, I made everyone sit through me running a practice combat oh. to see if I could uh, get it right. Um, no, it was good! But I, yeah, but I think the my favorite part about Savage Worlds, I think, is how lethal it is. Like the the total abolishment oh, of yeah. hit points, I I love that. Like mm -hmm. three, everyone has mm -hmm. three wounds, no matter how uh, you know strong you are. Like a, a gunshot could mm -hmm. end it all, and obviously exploding die. I think explo exploding dice are, like are the the coolest mechanic that this know, system right? has. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Randy, oh. Adam, do you all have any thoughts on that? Oh, oh, I do. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I I have like completely been like yo I want to get more into uh, Savage Worlds after playing this just because I think it's such a great system. Um, what I would say for me is the best part is um, I think the idea of Binnies is super awesome because what it in like what it encourages in the players is. This is something that I really, really want to do well. And I didn't mm -hmm. roll well, and I can spend maybe two or three bennies. If this is the thing I want to do, then I can try yep. and really get this done. And I think that's um, that's so cool because, like, what it like, it tells you that, uh, I don't know, it just made me really excited to be able to be like, hey, my character is going to be a healer, and he's going to be able to do this. And that's his thing. Mm. Um, I also and, like uh, the failures, though. The failures yeah, really yeah. tell a story. Oh, no. Yeah. it's uh, When you do fail, it's savage. Yeah. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I, I, I think just being able to influence it in that way is really cool. Is yeah, what I, I yeah guess I'm with I you. Mean. Like, or, story, or the story, I mean. Yeah. 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 Cool. Indeed. Um, um, I'm... I'm kind of the same way as Rossi. I I played D and D and Pathfinder for so many years, and and coming away from 
oh, you want to do this? Cool, it's going to be a sense motive check. Oh, we have to do this, and and you know, I'm I, I don't mind the numbers. I was always a big math numbers Ugh. nerd in school and everything, so that stuff doesn't bother me as much. But yeah, stepping away from stuff like that, just knowing, I, oh, okay, I don't I don't I don't have to do that as much. It, Savage Worlds definitely seems like a little bit more freeing for like the storytelling and and not so much based on mechanics and stuff. I I love the exploding dice. Like that, that to me is always, I always feel like a little kid when, the, like, when I had like that 30 with Hattie with, the, like, I, I felt like the most powerful, most awesome person in the world at that time. That was so cool. And I have to say, I, I have an appreciation, a very, very hard appreciation, uh, as much as I hate it, for that fear table. I, I will, <laughs> I will never talk bad about that fear table because I have yeah. failed on that. Three times this season, y'all, and almost died from it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Lots of phobias in there. Lots of phobias. So many oh, phobias. So many phobias. All right. All right, folks. Now we will take questions from chat. So if you all have any, start putting them in there. But in the meantime, I, I, I have know... one that came from chat earlier that I can Oh, okay. Share. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, th this was from. Uh, PG, Jody, what other role-playing moments are folks beating themselves up about? Was the question. Oh, that's oh, an interesting I think, question. I think that was in regards, I think, when Diana answered about yeah. blowing up her mom. I think that was It uh, is. Yeah. But that's still a cool yeah. question. No, that is a good question. Wow. I, I feel like I... <clears throat> I have a tendency to leave a game... Uh, and I usually have anxiety fallout. You know, there's usually a like, oh, what, what, should I have done that? That was probably dumb. Why did I do that? Yep. What, did this was this good? I feel like that's good. I think that's actually a fairly common thing. But yes, I definitely have that fallout. So sometimes it's hard to pinpoint <coughs> specific things. I tend to get anxious when I make large decisions that affect the whole group, because you know that's always a little bit nerve wracking. So anytime, like uh, whenever I uh shoved the um cube at bertram or whenever piper did that uh it was a, a a great moment like i was excited for the moment but there was also a part of me of like okay i hope i didn't take that moment from anybody else <laughs> you know you get <laughs> you get anxious about that kind of stuff but that's all i can think of off the top of my head i'm sure as a gm there have been plenty of times where i was like why did i do that that was that was ridiculous. I could have done this and it would have been so much better. You know, hindsight. <laughs> I think for Does me, anyone else have it was, it? yeah, it was the moment with Bertram and uh, sort of deciding to make him angry enough to hit the tree because he wasn't going to hit it by himself. Um, and what I mean is like... <laughs> uh, Bertram and Leander had sort of uh, a very testy relationship. <laughs> no, I, I really liked it. Uh, and um, playing that was so fun. And um, yeah. the thing is, like, me and Philip are really close. So it, it, it was very easy to, like, let Philip, like, sort of be sort of mean in the moment as Bertram. And uh, for that moment, like, it felt right like it felt like something that leander would do knowing that that would have spurred bertram on but then mm. when 
Mina Devlin came out and then Bertram was like going to be the host. And at that point, I didn't know we were going to go and try immediately to go and save him. My my one thought was, oh my God, I've like sent Bertram into this like, into Mina's like, he's going to be a puppet for the rest of his life. Like, and it's my fault. You know what I mean? Like I listened mm-hmm. to this, this person and I felt so bad and didn't know. Uh, like Leander was like, ah, I need to help Bertram like I need to save him um yeah and that was a really emotional like one for me just yeah I, I was still beating myself up after it I was like was that the right thing to do should I have just kept trying to hit it with my sickle and not do anything <laughs> oh no <laughs> uh d- did anyone else have anything like that that you can remember uh I, I feel <clears throat> go ahead Adam no, I was, I was clearing my throat. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I was going to say, uh, I mean, I sort of built my character uh, as as kind of a jerk, and I, I definitely felt at the beginning, I was like, I want to make sure that, like, even though my character is a jerk, that I'm not being a jerk to my other players. So I think there were definitely uh, points that I was like, hmm, like, was that too far? And it became tougher when we when I got a hindrance that was mean, so it just sort of, like, underlined that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. like, I, I know I can be mean to Diana, because I just generally <laughs> am, uh, and, uh, and, and I knew that, <laughs> and, and I knew I could, could give Piper a hard time, because if, if it was fucking Megan, she could just thunderbolt my character, um, and, uh, I think most of the time I knew I was good with Randy, because he sort of, like, set up this antagonist, antagonistic relationship. Uh, but every once in a while, you know, Rand- Randy's a very talented actor, so every once in a while he'd start to, like, tear up, and I'd be like, oh, shit, <laughs> did I push him too far this time? <laughs> uh, and then I think, but my, I think, honestly, my my biggest concern was uh, was Hattie, because Hattie's such a quiet character that I wanted to make sure I wasn't, like, steamrolling over Adam's, uh, Adam's sort of uh, spotlight time, you know, because Bertram's yeah. sort of loud and stuff. And I know that, that Adam is perfectly capable of like taking the spotlight uh, but that's not necessarily true of Hattie so I wanted to make sure that like my character didn't roll over Hadrian and I think there was there were several times where I was like oh man maybe I just like stepped all over like Adam's bit because you know if you ma- if I make Adam make Hadrian be assertive to take the spotlight then it's sort of like going against what Adam set up Hadrian to be it's not really mm. fair mm. yeah yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I just I stayed in the back. <clears throat> I think uh, uh, the the one that I, that comes to mind is is right towards the end where we found Bertram, and it was you know the the whole goal for me it was you know Bertram's angry he's going after um, Leander and and Hattie just wanted to get him out rather than you know just trying to stop him and because he didn't like I, I feel like because. He didn't get in there to try to hold Bertram back as well, too. Bertram had that opportunity to chuck that uh, tomahawk at Leander. Um, And that was something I looked back on. I'm just like, oh, I'm glad it didn't hit him. But at that same time, I'm just like, oh, would it have been different if I would have gone in and and you when I when I tried the empathy or obviously, you know, that last that last failed with him. Uh, which would have been awesome if it worked, but it didn't, which is fine, which made it more interesting. But if I had gone in there maybe a little bit sooner to try to hold him back, maybe he didn't have that opportunity to go after Leander. But 
it all worked out. It, it was fine, but that that's that's one that kind of plays in my head a bunch when I think about it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. That's awesome. All right, thank you all. Um, I have collected some of the questions that I saw come up. So the next one I saw is, is a question for me from Neva and Omar. Question for Megan. When is the mystery box coming into play? The mystery box, uh, what they are referring to is a wild cards thing in which after a certain amount of money was donated, you would pull from the mystery box, which would just introduce all kinds of havoc in the game. My intention <laughs> is to stay very far away from that thing uh, for everybody's sake. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Wait, is this some sort of um, like hot potato where like we didn't get it now, so you're just gonna like saddle me with it next chapter? You're like, ah, oh, I mean, any... half full. Here you go, Philip. <laughs> Anything is possible. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah, it was an intense thing, indeed. Um, all right. Next question is from Moxie Blue. This is for everyone. If you could design one spell yourself, what would it be? Mm. As as our characters, I think it's or just, uh, in just you. Just a general question. I don't know. See, this is an interesting question if you're uh, applying it in the framework of Savage Worlds, because Savage Worlds in general has uh, a num a limited number of powers, and then you take those powers and you trap them, or you add um, specifics. Like, maybe you take Bolt, which is just your general, um, like, magic missile type spell. But it could be anything. It could be a little fireball, which is how I used it. Um, uh, Rowan used it, the same spell, as a uh, an eclipsed uh, moon that would shoot out a beam. It was the same thing. It did the same thing. Or it might not if you trap it with mechanics. So you could still make something interesting that way, though. Sorry, Randy, you had something to say. Yeah, just because uh, one of the setting, like, we got to, so what Megan did for us was uh, create our character sheets with those redacted parts, and then, like, in another sheet had, like, the information we needed to sort of build our characters, so, like, the spells we were able to take as witches, and I would create a spell that was healing for Leander to be able to use because mm -hmm. there were no healing spells for witches yes. in whatever setting. There's a reason is. for that. I, I no, I I, I imagine <laughs> there is. I, like I saw that and was like, I'm still gonna be a healer. <laughs> you all, well, yeah, yeah, you can still heal. You just can't but, use the spell. You all had one person in your midst who could use the healing spell, and that was it. Not not in this party, but in Black Point, that was it. Oh, was that oh. Lobo? Yes, twas. Oh, the Lobo lady. <clears throat> she yeah. was different. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I would say a spell. I don't remember if it was in there, but one that I, I like from Pathfinder is a uh, is like a mirror image, like create multiples of yourself. Oh. I always found mm -hmm. that one really interesting. You can do I, that I, in Savage Worlds, yeah. as well. It's it's called mirror mirror self. But it's uh, oh. it's summon ally. It's the top level of summon ally. Oh, very cool, very cool. And I, I do want to say on spells, um, I, I I'm gonna take booster lower trait every time. That spell <laughs> is absolutely insane, and I loved every second. 
Yeah, when I got it, to... it is a very helpful spell. Indeed, yeah. especially if you use it like you did. You really used it. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Good spell. Good. Yeah. Um, I will say, <laughs> so I played a game of Champions in college. And if anyone doesn't know Champions, oh. it's like a superhero game. Um, and uh, I wanted to have, we, we basically played ourselves as the characters as if we were superheroes. So we were like in our college, but then we would go and be superheroes at night. Yeah, um, our professor fine. was our GM, so it made sense. Um, but uh, I created a character. What I wanted, we got to pick the powers we wanted, and I wanted molecular manipulation because in my mind, I was like, if I can manipulate molecules, I can do anything. <laughs> so that's what I would do is figure out some way to make molecular manipulation into a power, but oh. it'd probably be way OP. Wow. Dang it. Anyone else have anything for this? Oh. I think. All right. Yeah. All right, then let's go on to the next question. Um, so this question is from Neva and Omar. And they ask, it's for everyone, what was the most emotional moment for you slash your character this season? <clears throat> Anyone have any thoughts? The I think end. mine was probably the end. Yeah. 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 Why don't end. Why don't you? I, I would love for you. What was it like? Um. I, I'm being an actor helps, um, and then just kind of submersing yourself in that character while you're playing it, not thinking about Diana, but thinking about Rowan, um, and thinking about this is your last attempt get your brother back your only family member and that was that was my drive for that last part um and that was just so emotional because it's like saying goodbye to someone and you don't want to say goodbye just yet and that was really like thinking about it is really hard yeah you don't want to say goodbye yet so that was the most emotional uh part i think yeah that that was really tough that was really tough just just pleading and just don't wanting to let go yeah Thanks. Uh, yeah, so I took shamed on my character sheet as uh, like very early on. Like I knew I kind of wanted him to have been like had this sort of thing that happened in the past that I was hoping would come up. And given the way that the story was going, I was like, oh, we're not going to be able to touch on it too much. Like we touched on it in the woods a little bit when he saw Stanley and then like, I, I, I felt like, oh, stuff in town is so crazy that that is not where we're going and that's fine, right? Like I was like, maybe we'll come back to this later. It, it, it's fine. Um, when we found Bertram, uh, I think I was a kind of shocked by Bertram being like, I would do the same thing that I did to Stanley. Uh, which was sort of tied to all of that shame stuff. And so from that moment on, all the way to the end where he finally got to have a little closure with Stanley, which uh, I, don't, I don't know if this came across to everybody, but the way I sort of built it was um, that him and Stanley were best friends. And, and it's actually Megan who helped me come up with them being best friends. I, I wanted him to have been a student in school and to have 
uh, killed one of his classmates, actually two of his classmates, but being uh, but originally that's, that's sort spoiler. of what we talked about. Except, <laughs> except we like it ended up being just Stanley, I, or at least that's where we went with this, right? The other and so the other one was saved. The yeah. other one was able to be saved. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think when I originally talked about it, that's where it was, and and yeah, Megan was like. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it make more uh, like what if you and uh, you know the kid who who died had a closer relationship of some kind? And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Maybe we were friends, and it became this thing where, or like, I'm not gonna go too much into sort of the details there because maybe we'll talk about that later, if there is a later. But well, basically, well, the next question is actually specifically for you, Randy, about. If you were really that emotional last week during that final moment, or if you were just acting, <laughs> I mean, it, you could it, just tack it's that on. both. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, it it's basically both. both. Yeah, like, mm, yeah. Uh, I Absolutely. was really emotional because I was like in the moment as Leander. Like, here was this 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 best friend of mine who I had killed by accident, um, and I was being blamed by Bertram to have been tr- almost going to do that to Rowan, which was like this horrible, horrible thing. And it um, it was just really, really hard for, for Leander to do that. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, I really felt all those emotions. Like I left here and was drained mm-hmm. after that episode in, in the best mm-hmm. way. Like that is the kind of storytelling that I really like where you can sort of immerse yourself fully in, in what's happening. So. Yeah, but I, I would just believe really... that character. Exactly. I really believe you are yeah. that character, and that's what and, really and f- brings it like truth behind it. Sorry, go ahead, Randy. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. And and that's exactly it. It, it, it. That's where the truth came out, and that's that was. I was really thankful that Philip brought that into the story because I had no idea that that was even going to be touched on. Mm-hmm. What about everyone else in, in regards to the most emotional moment for you or your character? Can I, can I potentially go last because mine kind of comes with a question. Sure. Yeah. And um, I will go. Um, I think for Bertram, the most emotional moment was uh, seeing his mom die and have his mom accuse him of doing everything while she's dying. I think that was uh, very emotional oh, for Bertram. Yeah. That was, that was uh, emotional for me through Bertram. But I think uh, on a personal level, like emotional for me, was the, the season finale, putting Diana and to a greater extent, uh, Randy, like through the ringer. Um, mm. I mean, I, th- I think it's tough to, see, it's tough to see your friends uh, like uh, in pain, regardless of whether it's for a game that they, they are like uh, complicit in. Yeah, it is really weird. Because yeah. you're like, you're like, oh, I'm making this sad moment, like the moment you just talked about, Philip. I, 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 I was like, okay, Bertram like killed his mom, and then I, and I was like, and she's gonna react like this, and I was like, oh no, oh, this was so harsh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, totally. Like, uh, the like the thing with Diana, like your your brother potentially going away. Like, yeah, obviously that that's really emotional. It's tough to see a, a Diana slash Rowan deal with that. But like, that's sort of like if. If she didn't want that connection, we wouldn't have built it to begin with. And you know, like with Randy, he like wrote it in his backstory. And you know, you always talk about like uh, RPG players are like, yes, uh, you know, like I'm an orphan. Both my parents are dead. Like there's two there's two ways to take that. 
One is that, like, I don't want any attachment to anything. Like, you'll have nothing to hurt me with, GM. Like, you, you can't come after my backstory at all. Or the opposite way, which is, you know, like, this is, here's a big old open wound of, like, regret and shame and anger and stuff. And, like, I want you to poke it so I can, like, play this character. And uh, I think it, it was very, I think it's very clear that Randy is the, the latter and not the former. So, I was like, I was like, yeah, this is gonna hurt Randy, but like, he's sitting there asking, he's asking to be poked. Like, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what the most emotional moment was for me or for my character. It was, it's interesting being on the other side of those moments, um, in a way, and 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 honestly, I think that's a fault of my jamming. I don't feel like I should feel on the other side of those as much as I did. And I think some of that is me figuring out sort of like I was talking about with having a play, uh, having a PC and GMing is figuring out how to exist in both of those spaces while I'm trying to be more analytical and remember, you know, all of the things and make sure that I'm supporting all the players and doing this and doing that and doing what I planned and changing the music. And then also giving myself the space to be more presently in the character, I think. I could have experienced some of those with everybody in a different way. But having said that, in the two episodes where I got to play, um, I'll say. just speak from those. I, I felt like there were a lot of moments where, at least for me, I definitely feel like I was like, okay, here are all of my moments because I all of a sudden didn't have the GM side of it. So I really tried to, in my mind at that moment, Piper was kind of in a crisis mode. Piper's kind of like, what is happening? I need to protect everybody. Can I do that? I don't know. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm scared. You know, all of these various different things. And so I feel like that got to come out some. And then I really enjoyed getting to play with the final kind of, here's the the moment I mentioned earlier. Here's the um, cube. I'm going to startle you into hopefully going into it. I enjoyed that. It's fun. <laughs> okay, Adam. Uh, all those moments are great. There was a lot of emotional stuff. In this show um <clears throat> what uh one that stuck with me was almost dying on the bridge in the last episode oh. um because of that uh dang fear table like i yeah. all, all i could picture was just me falling over in into the abyss and and being gone and being gone and that that would be it you would be gone uh <clears throat> the other moment and and i thought about it more afterwards I, I really didn't know what to think because at the very end we've got this beautiful image of all of us walking through the, this this black point that is no longer going to exist for us anymore and philip says you know you guys see people from all around town and he says hattie you don't see your brother anywhere yet and that that i i felt my heart shatter because then oh. i went which goes into my question, what the fuck did you guys do to my brother? <laughs> because that, that's, that's the thing, actually. The whole kind of thing with, with Hattie was he he had a twin brother, Killian. And the thing was is he disappeared in the before times, and a lot of people don't remember him or think about him at all, but he, he knows he was there. He knows he was real. He knows something happened. He doesn't know what happened. And not, and you know, you see, like Leander have this beautiful. Mo I, I thought that was, I thought that was a beautiful moment with it. And you see all the militia people that we know died. We saw them there, and felt to say, yeah, you don't see him. I'm just like, 
But then where is he? Was he real? Well, is he in the real world? What did Megan do? Here's what I have to say. I I think that uh, that story is further off. For lack of a better way of putting it. Story just hasn't... We haven't just gotten to that part of the story yet. <laughs> hmm. It's the adult version of you'll understand when you're older. <laughs> yeah. but I'm the, it's not fair. I'm the oldest yeah. one of the group. I'm the oldest one of the group. Oh, gosh. Um, okay, awesome. Uh, this next question is from Zevin45. It's for everybody. What are you most looking forward to from a character development standpoint in chapter two? Ooh. So I'm kind no, of interpreting this as like, what are you interested in doing? But that is a good point. Maybe we should come back and answer that question because at the end of the night tonight, we will announce what chapter two is going to be. So you have to stick around yep. for that. It's really exciting. Uh, there is one more question after that that I've caught from Rigor Raven. Um, and is asking if, if did Megan know that Philip was going to pull Stanley out? And I will say, no, I had no idea. And I'm super glad that Philip did. I thought that was a really cool way of handling that moment. <laughs> I did mention it to Philip, but so, you know, but I, I didn't know that, that Philip was going to use it. That was great. I didn't know I was going to use it. <laughs> oh, no. You just were like, hey, I'm going to throw this in, in here. Moment? I felt like it was it was pretty it got pretty dark there at the end after Bertram got stuck in that queue. And I was like, man, I really beat down on Randy. And I was like, oh yeah, Randy's got that whole like that whole backstory thing that we sort of like didn't touch on. And I was like, I should probably do something about that. <laughs> all the all the best GM moments are uh, unplanned, and in the moment you're like, oh yeah, what's what's going on here? That's true. That's true. Yeah, all that kind of stuff is is always like, oh, I fell into yeah, this. And <clears throat> yeah, I and thought it, that was gonna I, be I, weird. As a and player, it always seems like yeah, why didn't I think of that before? Like, I that may have been one of my favorite moments in a game I've played ever. So awesome. I, I I thank you very much for putting that in wow. there. Mm -hmm. All right, um, we have a question that was dropped in uh, that I saw during the break from Neva and Omar. This is a question for everyone. Since Black Point was our snow globe setting, what other snow globe settings would you want to see as players? What other genres do you enjoy? Mm. I mean, mm. there's so many cool things. There's so many cool possibilities. I can just think of so many things, but I don't feel like I can yeah. share that with anyone because... <laughs> Well, Reason. those could You're be future things, you know? <clears throat> oh. Yeah, because I'm in charge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big... You know what uh, I would like. Yeah, you go first, Randy. No, 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 no. You, you were going. Go. Okay. Be I'm free. a big fantasy person. I don't know if that that's going to meet up with this game, but I, lo I love a good fantasy. Um, I don't think Rippers is going to meet up. I mean, maybe it will. Maybe that's the overarching setting. Who knows? Not me, certainly. But uh, that, Rippers, <laughs> that, that Rippers Harry Potter game sounds hyped. That would be an awesome slow, snow, snow globe setting. Slow globe. Slow globe. Slow globe. Slow globe. Slow globe. <laughs> Randy, take it away. I'm going to eat another peanut butter cup. 
I, I think, Ooh. like, I have, uh... I have one. Ooh. Oh. Oh, look at that. How was it? I went through the internet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think... Molecularly, it was broken down. It wasn't as... Uh... It, oh, it, it's your powers! Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway. I think, like, I really would like something kind of like Bioshock-esque, like, underwater, like, inside of, like, an mm. underwater city, <laughs> kind of creepy, nowhere to so really So Randy hopes to. for 50 fathoms. Oh, mm. that is a, a, that is a setting. Cool. I will write that down. You found them. Thank you. <laughs> I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? Settings <sighs> you like or genres? I mean, we've all. I mean, I feel like Adam and I played quite a few. Um, steampunk, I think would be kind no, of fun. It's something mm. different. Prime Noir would be tight. I just want to use one of those voices, you know? Oh, yeah. I want to play, like, jazz music in the background. One of these voices. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Narrates that. What do you mean? Yeah, I agree. Through my plate glass window. Me too. I'll play that. I think that would be fun. Just, like, lots of dramatic terms, like, Yeah. what do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? Exactly. What do you mean? Ooh, there's Deadlands era. Noir. Which era? Oh, Victorian. Mm -hmm. Victorian. D did you say Ooh. Deadlands Noir? Yeah, someone said yes. that in the chat. Yes, Ooh, Deadlands Noir exists. Right. Yes, it does. Ooh, that'd be fun. Ooh, cowboys yeah. in that? Ooh, I like that. I mean, it, it <laughs> is Deadlands. There must be yeah. cowboys. I mean, that's... I mean, I don't, I don't actually know if that's like what has to be in Deadlands, but that's my idea. <laughs> there must be cowboys in Deadlands. It is law. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I I loved. I honestly loved watching uh, the Deadlands show that you guys did. Uh, I would I would have totally jumped in inside something like that. Mm -hmm. Spaghetti, Spaghetti Western sort of stuff is is always fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Can I add one more? Can I add one more? Yeah, just yeah, one. please. The the only oh, other setting I actually know, which is Etu, like East Texas University, because that is just. Yeah. Oh, two. Very buffy. Two. Oh yeah. Two. I just really <laughs> think like the, the episodes I saw of that with like uh, with with Philip were hilarious. Oh god, that was a good episode. That was a good one. Yeah. Or a, or a uh, Firefly esque too. Ah. Uh, space space opera cowboys. Space cowboys. As long as it has cowboys. <laughs> exactly. Cowboys. Cowboys and aliens. That works yeah. too. <laughs> um, okay, I know that you all had a few questions. So, does everybody have questions? Because I was, I was mm -hmm. just gonna say, like, Philip, do you have a question? I, I do. Oh, this question okay. is What's your... is What's your... for Megan. Oh, Megan, you are a GM who does uh, <laughs> lots of shows that uh, are creepy and have mysteries, how do you go about uh, making uh, a game both creepy and mysterious? Huh, that's an interesting question. 
Uh, with great difficulty. That's <laughs> oh, how I feel. I'll just write that down for, um, <laughs> for the next thing. With great difficulty. Yes, with great with great difficulty. Um, I I rely on. Um, I really like to set the mood and tone of of my um, shows, and I like to do a lot of that. Um, a major thing for me is music. Music is huge. I don't care if this game was going to be at home, if this game was going to be anywhere on stream live whatever i'm using music music is one of it's like it's 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 a it's like my co-gm it's a really big part of it and i even like to use sound effects sometimes whenever i can get myself to do that and have the space but it's a little hard to remember but the, one of the reasons for this i played this one game and this was D&D. jordan my husband was running this for me and one other friend in college and we were in this monastery and jordan set the mood jordan um lit some candles turned off all the lights and he i had this awful awful alpine blizzard <laughs> cassette tape that was just like oh you know like this moaning <laughs> wind the whole time and it's like crackling and it's freaky freaky so he played that the whole time and we had this most amazing adventure being all creeped out in this in this um this this abandoned monastery and we ended up the two of us we had no hope of anything but we ended up saving the day against this vampire and it, and he also there was a note we found that he wet and froze so it was literally frozen so just how i was so I was like, wow, this is so cool. Look at all of these things that you can do, these elements. And th those mood items went really far. And so one of the major things I can do is sound. And I just love it. I like to score it. It's really fun. Um, so that's one way I go about it. The other way is I don't, honestly, I, I sometimes I don't know. Sometimes, Philip, I'm surprised that you all are scared of things. I'm like, oh, I did it. It was scary, I think. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, but, but really what I try to do is imagine, I love watching mystery and horror, um, like haunted house horror, mysterious horror, um, atmospheric horror. And so I feel like I try to see that in my mind's eye when I describe it and hope that it gets across, across to you all. So I think I answered your question. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's just go around. Diana, did you have a question? Okay, my main one is, what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, that is such a broad question. Um, did you okay. have a specific, a specific No, advice? it's it's okay. No, it's about guessing what, what's going on. Um, my, my questions are more, like, game-related, like, in the game. Yeah. Where was Eden Lobo going? Can we know that? Oh. Um, yeah, or she no. foresaw that, um, the town was going to be destroyed and she was preparing to be able to leave the premises if she needed to. So she doesn't really have a particular destination. She just knows that she, she was pretty sure that there was no turning back, that most likely she was going to have to leave. And that was why she was... So she doesn't actually have a location. At least not yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have more, yeah, but you yeah. can ask someone uh, else now. Okay, yeah, we can go in a circle. Uh, Randy, what about you? Uh, 
Sorry, I have a lot of questions, but I guess the <laughs> first one that I wanted to ask was uh, was way think back way to when uh, the very first episode and they missed the uh, the very first ritual. What did you think was going to happen next after that? Because where we went was so far from like what I thought was going to happen. Like when you first heard that we missed that, what, where, where did you think? Mm. That's a good question. <laughs> I, 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 I can start just to, to sort of say, because, like, I thought we were going to miss the ritual and then, like, instantly, like, shadow creatures or something were going to come from the forest and, like, start attacking everyone. Is what I kind of thought. Uh, I don't know why I thought that, but just I was like, oh, snap, like, the world, like... The ritual wasn't done like everything is over <laughs> like instantly and i was kind of surprised that it was more of a gradual breakdown um i um and also that we were able to find some of the uh elders because i didn't think that was happening yeah i thought it was going to be very much uh, almost kind of like silent hill ish because in silent hill during the day everything is it's just very misty and then at night all these creatures come out it was kind of like in, in that sense, if the ritual's not done, yeah, that, that same sort of stuff happens. But once the morning comes, it's safe. Like that ritual was to protect night. Um, yeah, little did we know it was protecting us throughout the day and the night uh, of, of all time. Um, yeah, that, that's what I was thinking was going to happen. It was just going to be like, uh, yeah, definitely don't go outside at night. We're all going to have to hide. Like we were all going to like start hiding, almost kind of like the village feel too. Like, oh, the creatures are coming in. We all have to definitely hide and do something at night and during the day. And then all flowers and rainbows and better at least yeah, that's, that's what my brain <laughs> I'm with Adam on that that's how I really? was thinking you're all gonna die mm. in the end of the night yeah mm. well you didn't so it's actually more <laughs> positive than you thought yay <laughs> well, that's one way to look at it sure yeah. uh... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Philip? Did you? Uh, Did you already? I, I, mean, I guess you probably already knew some things. Well, I sort of like what? I knew where we were headed, so I was like, "We're screwed." <laughs> 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 we're screwed. And... Like, oh, we got to get back in time for this ritual. I was like, oh, we're not making it. Well, <laughs> I think I put Latina in the chat is saying exactly what I also thought was going to end up happening, which was like. We were gonna have to figure out how to do the ritual. Like right. I thought, that's where we were going because it was like we had, uh, uh, we had Rowan and we had Piper and we needed to maybe find one other person and we could do the ritual. And the book that could have been something. Have... That could have been something that you all did, but yeah, but it never really like became a a, a thing that we focused on. So I was like, hmm. yeah, that the thought came. I was like, hmm, I wonder if we could do something like that at some point. I'm I'm glad it kind of didn't go that direction because it would have been my luck. You guys would have been like, "Oh, Hattie, you have to read from the book." Hattie's illiterate. Like, uh, uh, words here. I don't I don't I don't know what what do they say? What do you have to say? I'll do the yeah. magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Awesome. Uh, Adam, wait. Who just went? That oh. was Randy, right? So Adam, yeah. Adam, do you have a question? 
Yeah, uh, I'm curious uh, for everybody. Uh, kind of because I, I, one of the things I love about all games is, is just character creation. Creating characters to me is, is a lot of fun. Uh, I try to draw influences from stuff, but I'm curious as to all of you guys, what's what were like your influences and what actually drew you to making the characters that you did. Hmm. Um, well, I definitely, uh, I don't really remember how I got to Piper <laughs> specifically. I just remember, I remember wanting to play with the idea, with the experience of being the type of person who had really tried to do something really hard, um, because they thought they were doing all the things right. And they thought they were listening to people who were going to help them and then learning that no in fact they were listening to the wrong people who led them astray and now what is my reality i really wanted to play with that concept and that reminded me very much of percy weasley because percy weasley spends all this time even turning against his family going this is right this is right this is right until finally he kind of i don't remember if he gets quite that like come back just sort of the i was i think he does I was kind of wrong, you know, I kind of see that I was wrong and the humbleness and the, the, just how traumatic that would be. That's where that character came from for me. Um, I kind of wanted to know where I was attempting to go with her and then figure out how to put her into the world and then how to put her into the world as a GM. So I'm spe specifically talking about Piper, but um, yeah, that's... Uh... And also I just really like playing witches who do magic and have uh, a cat or a familiar, you know? I just wanted to, like, lean into that thing I love, so I did. Go <laughs> in a circle. Rossi, it'll be your turn. Go in a circle. I guess I wanted to be... I guess I'm always a little bit of a contrarian, so I was like, everyone else is being witches. I'm gonna be the least witchy witch that I can be. You know? Um, so I did that. And also, you know, the whole GMing thing, like, I knew I was taking over, and we had this idea about, uh, about Bertram being dead, but not so dead that he's all the way dead. Uh, so I, I sort of just had, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I had this image of all of his friends having to confront and possibly fight him. So, I those are like the two things I had to go on. I was like, well, if they're gonna fight him, I'm gonna make him like tough to fight. Really tough. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Like tough to fight in a way Very that tough. like they don't fight. So that's, I just sort of push, push that way. And you know, I've never really played a character who's a jerk. So I was like, I'm gonna, oh. I'm, gonna I'm gonna play like a, somebody who's so, sort of a dickhead. Um, <laughs> and he was, he was kind of a dickhead. But he uh, had redeeming like moments. Those were my he favorite. Had, he had redeem. Yeah, you can't just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to have other things. Yeah. But I think you played him brilliantly. Person. Is what I meant. Uh, like, oh, thanks. I think like you did a good job of like being a dick, 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 and then being like, but here's why, and here's what <laughs> like those moments where we got those like s small like glimpses as to what he was actually thinking and feeling were some of my favorite moments of Bertram. Wow. Oh, mm. I don't always play dick character. Okay. I realized that like uh, some people, this is the first time they, they've, they've ever seen me play, and they're just like thinking like, oh, I'm, I'm a dad. 
asshole. Don't worry. Yeah. The pirate show, he is not a dick. We're good. Yeah, and I was oh, playing that character before, and he's like the exact opposite of Bertrand. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to play somebody different, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> On that note, I always, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I always play the badasses. Like, I always want to be like the ultimate badass, like the Tomb Raider and the Aeon Flux and stuff. And this time I was like, Me too. When we did. Yeah, when we decided to be brother and sister, I was like, okay, what comes to mind? First thing that came to mind was Arya Stark. How she always wants to prove herself to her big brother, to her, you know, her sister. Um, and then I just kind of went from there, just trying to play like, what if she's like the jealous type? She's not as good as her brother. What if she's just curious and always gets into trouble? So I based my character off Arya Stark. Mm. Yeah. For me, I think I based it off of sort of where I wanted to go because of the hindrance that, like, I I wanted. So I chose Shamed, and I knew, like, I want him to have a background where he's hurt someone and the village people around him are, like, staying away from him. And he's kind of had to uh, withdraw into, like, his job at, at the greenhouse and, like, him spending time with uh, Willow there is, like sort of his life uh, and that's sort of where I wanted it to be I wanted him to sort of be an outsider in that way um and, and like in my head like the beginning I had like an entire intro scene for like how I like wanted it and then like Megan you introduced him the exact way that I was thinking and it was it was oh. awesome uh oh, so, sweet. yeah so I really enjoyed that um but like really was picking those uh, hindrances and edges and then using that to sort of um, talk about why uh, he is that way. Like, why is he shamed? I wanted to sort of explore, so. Yeah, that's cool. What about you, Adam? I, so originally I, I asked Megan, I said, hey, can I be a mute? I, uh... I said, I told him no, I told him no. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, could, could I be a mute? And then no. and then we got to talking. I mean, obviously, like, more in a personal setting, that would be, like, really cool. But then we were also talking about a VOD and everything, and I'm just like, yeah, nobody's ever going to hear what I'm talking about. And, and the, and the yeah. Um, but honestly, I've I've honestly never played a, a, a really a scaredy cat type of character. I mean, I, I always feel like I, I, I try to be supportive, which... I, I feel like that came through, especially with the spells that I had were very support type of spells. But other than that, I'm always a person, I'm hitting somebody from afar. Um, even just like what we played all this year on uh, Cyberpunk. I was a, I was a dude, who, I was a rock and roll dude who got to be just like a, a goofball and do drugs and all this other stuff. And then, uh, you know, back in uh, Department of Mysteries, I got to turn into a werewolf and all this, you know, just, just cool stuff. And I'm just like, I want to be, I want to be like a sissy. I want, to, I want to be something just completely other end from what I want I actually got to get to do, and I'm just like, I'll, I'll go with that. I can't be mute, so okay, I'll be I'll be a cow. Okay, let's make it worse. Like I can't see that well. I'm gonna miss an eyeball. Awesome. But, yeah, yeah. Just want to do something different. Cool. I, I, yeah, I feel you. Sometimes are the, those are the most fun characters. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really like that. Like he he was scared, but like. There were many times I thought, like, he was kind of, like, one of the bravest of, like, a lot of us. Like, when the little kids were there in that tunnel and he 
like was fighting so hard to like keep them calm and safe. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, that was a great moment. Mm -hmm. was, yeah, that was a good moment yeah. for Hattie. I agree. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, was, I really like that. On that note, that I have a question about the kids. Why? Why was Tim oh. stealing the kids? Uh, that. Is there a reason for that? That was essentially a distraction. Um, it was, it was, it, the, the whole town was just kind of coming down and Mina was toying with the town. Okay. Mina is a lot of things, but not oh. really somebody you want to run into. Mm. She's not the nicest. So was Mina like able- mean, no. She's Mina. Mina. I can't. I can't. Was, was she controlling the, like, shadow Bertrams the whole time? Like, while she was inside of Bertram? She was control. She was in charge of the night haunts, yeah. Oh. Ooh. We got some information! <laughs> you did. Makes her oh, more scary now. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. I definitely. What about the roses? Was the roses Ooh, that was yeah. distraction? That was another question was of mine. Mina too. You're welcome, guys. I did yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you that was Mina. I'll tell you that, that was, was Mina. Well. I feel like yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I'm, I'm just... not ruining anything in the future. We'll see. We'll see. But oh. yeah, I mean, I think oh. that you all. My, my kind of thought was, as you went on, you were becoming aware of how much Mina was doing to the town. Like, that, I oh, think, okay. seemed fairly apparent. Or, or I, in my mind, assumed. I'm not necessarily saying you should have assumed yeah, that. Yeah, we didn't know but, that. Okay. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it, it hit me that it was Mina. Like, I, yeah. I know Mina had, like, set, like, what well, I thought was happening was... What I thought was happening was um, Mina was sort of using Bertram when Bertram was weak. Because at first I thought Bertram was just possessed, not, not like dead, right? And so I thought that was like her way of getting into the town and like fucking with the uh, elders, right? And I thought the elders had made like some deal with the the collector and there that's why like the stuff was starting to go haywire. It was like a battle between the two of them. Um I mean that yeah. is hard to know, at least currently. But uh but yeah, I mean that's a that's a, a, a good point. I mean as far as you all know, in my mind, Mina seemingly somehow controlled Bertram or something, possessed Bertram, mm -hmm. has some kind of power and control over Bertram. Um, and there's the collector who clearly has a hand in creating the town in the way that it is. But how all of that goes together, we well, find you, out. Haven't, you haven't gotten all the pieces of the information. You've gotten some, but I think it would be hard so what I often do, and like for people who know the setting can pick up on this, I lay out pretty much everything in front of you, but you don't have what connects them together. So until you can have all of that information, it's hard to make sense of the elements. So it's not your fault <laughs> for having a hard time with that. 
You just <laughs> haven't quite gotten there yet. Lame. That's that's it. There's more that to first learn. time. That first time the collector like popped his head out the window and was like, oh, you aren't supposed to be in here. I was like, I have no more ideas what's happening. Yeah, that definitely took it to someplace else. Because it's like, cool, we're doing a spell. We're going into this in-between and everything. And, ah, oh, spooky monsters. And then avoid into a, a white white room and somebody random sticking their head in like that's, that's yeah. bizarre that's very yeah it's very matrixy <laughs> it's matrixy it's a good place feel there's so many like mm, yeah, feelings yeah. <sighs> yeah 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 okay uh let's see where who where were we last philip do you have a question you well do you have a question Megan? oh me do you have any questions I mean, I feel like I've asked you all so many questions over the course of this whole thing that nope, I'm trying to think count. what is a, a new <laughs> question. What is a new question that I can ask you all? But, hmm, I think, I mean, I think my question, I, I, I yeah, yeah, I like this one. What, how does your character feel or, or and or you about the potential that Black Point is like, and everyone you know in it is just like completely gone. Your whole life is just completely gone. Like, what is that? How, how are each of your characters in your mind processing that in this crazy moment? Uh, I feel like if, if, if Bertram was more with it, it, it would be very concerning, but I, I feel like he's not. Sure. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, he can't think Diana. out of the box right now. Yeah. Sorry. Hey. Yeah. I was half listening <laughs> because I was half listening because there was a really loud two knocks on the outside and freaked me out for a second. So I'm telling you, whenever I play oh, screen, something happens. Okay. Um, I'm not even playing it. Okay. So the question was, uh, what do I feel like is going on with Black Point? Or how does the character well, feel how does, Black Point does how does Rowan Yeah, how does Rowan feel about like mm -hmm. how this this knowledge of everything that you just were you've known your entire life may not be there, may be gone. I mean I think I you've think kind most, of said this. Yeah, I Before. did earlier. The yeah, the most important thing is um figuring out what's going on with Bertram and then creating a new family and maybe creating a new beginning. Because there, is, there wasn't a before, maybe. Yeah. Just moving forward. Uh, for Rowan, it'll be moving yeah. forward. And no, there's no yeah. whistle. Wind. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, thank goodness. Uh, ah! <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I kind of explained Piper's feeling on this too, but because Piper is very much just kind of, I don't think she's processing it. I think she shut that down. She's gone, nope, not gonna look at that because I need to understand how to survive this moment. Mm. Mm -hmm. I, I think <clears throat> uh, Leander would 
be really sad um, in regards to his parents, probably. Like mm -hmm. his mother and his father, specifically, maybe not being alive anymore if they were mm -hmm. in the town when that happened. But I also think there's a piece of him that at the end of this season is kind of wanting to, to sort of move forward and try, like, like this is, like, his his time in the city wasn't great, or in Black Point wasn't great. He was shamed. Like, people wouldn't talk to him. Like, mm. the idea is yep. that, like, uh, for him, now that he has that closure with Stanley, I feel like he's able going to be able to, like, move past that a little bit. Um, yeah. Which I think for him is going to, be, like... The, the the first steps he takes into that portal and whatever world is over there, he's going to be able to see it in a different way and begin to actually see himself as being worthy of of, of doing things. So I, I think yeah, that Stanley that moment sense. is going to change him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Yeah. What, what about you, Adam? <clears throat> um, Hattie's definitely scared, uh, for sure, moving forward with it. Um, but... Uh, I think in the sense, so he has essentially lived through the most terrifying time of his life and he somehow survived and he's with mm. people that survived as well too. So I, I think he kind of takes that as, as definitely like a win. And I, I feel like if he was to move on even more. He would, he, he could potentially start shedding most of that, of most of that fear and everything. It's like he he saw things he could never imagine, saw his friends go through things. They went into this world to retrieve Bertram and seen people you know, die left and right from him. And but I, I feel like he, he could, he's not, I don't feel like he would be as afraid to walk forward into what's next. Hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. <coughs> awesome. Thanks guys. Uh, Phillips, do you have another question? I don't. No? Okay, <laughs> Diana. You said you had um, a few. Is that right? <coughs> yeah, we answered some in between, but um, sorry. <coughs> I had to tickle my oh, throat. That's all good. Um, if, this was just a fun one. If we had to switch characters, who would you play? Ooh. Oh, that is fun. <laughs> Ooh. Andy, go know. ahead. <coughs> I would 100% I would want to be you. Like, Rowan. Ah. Yeah. Because yeah. I would be you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on, you no, tell I me think, why. Yeah, I think uh, Rowan to me was just so interesting. Like the curiosity, the, the like being the younger sibling, but actually like able to do a lot of magic and enough to like become an apprentice. And like, I, like the, I just really thought she was just like. Like when Piper wasn't around, she was by far the second leader of our group, right? Like, <laughs> um, and like her curiosity is what got stuff done. Like she was like, "I'm gonna run into this building and find out what's going on." Bye. <laughs> I'm gonna go through the portal. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna see what's going on in the window. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> curiosity is what was my driving point. Mm, yep. Adam. Ah, uh, which, well, I mean, all of you are braver than Hattie is, for sure. So, that, that, that's, that, that's a... 
Um, no, um, I, I think probably one I would probably jump into uh, would be paper. Um, I, I I like how it, it it was watching just paper play out. I mean, she she's very just kind of all over the place, but she she did she questioned things as much um, as well. But she she always tried her best to keep a level head. And like I, that's one that's that's actually one thing I'm always drawn to with characters that I create as well too. Is just kind of like that. Cool. This this is, we have a game plan. This is kind of what we're going with and everything as well. And I I felt like yeah, she she would step up and take leadership when she needed to. And I I just I, I want to smooch Bertram too. That's all good. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Uh, I think, I think I would play Bertram. I think it is interesting to try and balance, um, major character flaws. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and then also having a secret and all of those things, just finding that balance and that inner turmoil, um, I think would be really fun to try to play while whilst trying to cover it all up and act normal. It's a lot of layers, and that sounds like a lot of fun. And Bertram also could just beat the crap out of everything. I don't know if Accurate. you all realize how well, yeah. ridiculously powerful Bertram is. Ridiculously powerful. I mean, how <laughs> would we know? We don't know the actual character sheet. That's true. Uh, I think you've seen most of the stats, but you're right. You're kidding. right. You're right. Who was it? But I mean, he was like cranking out what, like twenty-two yeah, points no. of damage and stuff. I'm like, yeah, Dang! when he was, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty yeah. ridiculous. Actually, I think that's why we handled that last moment with Bertram without wanting to make it a fight. Because it's <laughs> not oh, gonna yeah. end well for us. Would have been bad. That's, that's no. The first thing I, the first thing I whispered <clears throat> to you guys was grab his axe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He would have killed grab all what? of us. Grab his what? Axe. Axe. Oh. Oh. A X E. I mean, I that's one way to handle this situation, Diana. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's true, but not as your sister. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, who knows? Oh, <laughs> oh, different audience in oh, here. No. Oh boy. Uh, uh, what, about, what about you, Philip? I think I, I, I think I would play Piper. I like the idea of like being somebody who's, you know, supposed to know a lot of stuff, but actually like is totally over her head in this situation, but has to convince everybody that she knows what's going on. But uh, yeah. I, I'm definitely interested in, would be interested in playing Hattie. I feel like that would be a very difficult challenge, like how to. Yeah. Oh man, you gave to... yourself a challenge, Adam. <laughs> yeah, you did. Just yeah. with the stats, I, yeah. 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 I want to say I'd the... play Hattie, but I'm too scared to play Hattie. Let's, that, seems <laughs> like, uh, that seems too yeah. difficult. Yeah. And just getting the more, uh, more hindrances on it and just being scared of bodies and then blood. And then next thing, you know, if I wouldn't have died on the bridge, I was probably like, I'm scared of bridges now. And let's just never go over a bridge. <laughs> oh, gosh. That was that still kind of blows my mind. Uh, I will say, um, can I can I share something personal real fast with the viewers about that last moment? Sure. And like, yeah. So for those who don't know, uh, a few months ago, I had a very big heart attack. Um, and I almost like 
died from it. And uh, one of the things in this game is uh, like when you fa fail on the fear table past the 21, it's, uh, it's a heart attack from, from being scared, right? Uh, and so uh, I think that, did that happen to Hattie twice? Was that Hattie both times? That, that no, it, no, just that it last. Probably time. should have, but it was just that last time. I didn't always add the, the the extra negative to it. Yeah. So what what happened in that last game? Um, when Hattie rolled that, I was uh, I was a little bit taken aback by what happened. Right? Like, cause I I had known that that's a possibility in the fear table, and I knew. Um, and and I trusted these players at this table with me very implicitly, and Philip did such an amazing job of making me feel safe playing this game. And I wanted to share that because like, what what for many of the viewers watching, if you know Savage Worlds, you know what happened to Hattie, and if you were listening, you could probably gather that. But he was very clear on like being careful with like explaining what was going on and, and not like focusing too much on it. And so as a player, I was able to just sort of be there and then like play the game and not be sort of thinking about myself and, and, and sort of that fear that I had. And I, I want to share that because like, I think it's so one of the things that I really like about this game and this group of people um, is that like when we started playing together, there were so many uh, things that both Megan put in, in place so that we could all feel safe as players, but also uh, that Philip, like the, the way that Philip ha handled that. And so like, just, I wanna share that with you guys so that when you're playing these games, make sure to have like those serious conversations because like you might not know um, what could trigger somebody and um, I hope that you have like really awesome friends and people you play with, like 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 these two GMs who I I feel like I could, I was cared for the entire time, so thank you. Oh God, I'm glad. Thank you. Virtual. Thank you. Everybody bring it in. Everybody bring it in. Come on, come on, guys. Come on. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh. Uh, all right. Um. Thank you, Randy. Thank you for sharing that. That was that. That was very nice of you, and tough. I know. <laughs> um, does anyone else have any other questions? And chat too. If you all have any other questions, we're getting closer to the end, so now is the time. But what about you all? Do you all have any others? Um, I did see in chat earlier when we were showing off our shirts. They were wondering where they can mm -hmm. get the shirts as well. If that will be ever a thing. Um, yeah, it should be at some point, but I don't have all all of these answers for you. But uh, oh. stay tuned to social. If at some point that does happen, then it will most certainly be on Harbingers or wherever out in the out in the world at Harbingers RPG, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Search that. Yeah, because yes. uh, I would love to 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 go out in the world and see a Harbinger shirt. I would. I would yeah, probably tight. cry. Yeah. I'd be like, this is so awesome. <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. Yeah. My only question. Any other questions? 
yeah, go for did it. Ever, did everybody have fun? Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. Megan is a I wonderful, amazing storyteller, and so is Rossi, and just really threw you in. I mean, I say that all the time to her, but it just really draws you in detail by detail. And Rossi, you did an amazing job for the, the two episodes that you had. I mean, oh, you, I know you were really scared, but man, you, you blew me away as well. Like I was talking to Adam about it. Like you did a fantastic job as well. And, and you both kept it. Like it wasn't, it was very cohesive. Like being two GMs, it was still cohesive as a whole. So it's well, still put me in that mo all the moments. Good. That yeah. was, I mean, Philip. <laughs> Philip did the cohesion on that end. Yeah. For sure. So, mm hmm. Yeah, definitely had fun. So, yes, Adam. Yes, I had a lot of fun, even though I get scared very easily. <laughs> yeah. uh, we do have one question here as well from Savage Clint, but don't let me cut anybody off if someone else had something. Um, but Savage Clint says, don't, don't know if someone asked, but what was everyone's favorite moment of one of the other players? Mm. I mean, I really, I liked a lot of moments. That's a really hard question because I think yeah. everybody, or at least I hope, but in my mind, on my side of things, I feel like everybody got at least one really good moment. But I really liked the moment with Hadrian and the kids. I just oh, thought that was, was so cool. Yeah. And it was so specific. And it was just, because Adam, you sometimes, especially with Hadrian, because Hadrian was a quiet, was a, a quieter character. And, but but like that just was unique from anything else anybody else was really doing at the time and it just I don't know I just really it was just very genuine and it and it surprised me in the moment I was like oh that's so cool <laughs> but you often do that so I guess I shouldn't be surprised <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was gonna say Hadrian yeah Hadrian and the kids as well especially that mm -hmm. you know when when they're all done and he he got really tough you know for the first time it's like we have to do something these kids we can't yeah just... yeah that was fun i liked that that um what's the word i'm looking for thing that causes thing to happen you know that that word <laughs> <laughs> yes catalyst yeah catalyst. sure that catalyst <laughs> i like it <laughs> albuquerque it works. Albuquerque. I think um, like oh <laughs> no, no, okay, no, no. it's all right. It's the delay. Keep, no, go ahead, Randy. You're good. You're good. Uh, I was gonna say I think like when you say like like favorite moment for another player, I think there there's a couple of things that pop in my head because it's like favorite because it was like super dramatic and I like that. But like there's also just like a personal moment that I just really really liked as a player watching the other two players sort of interact in that moment and that was when i realized that i thought that uh uh piper and bertram liked each other like that moment when they were outside uh, talking to each yeah. other and, both and smoking bertram was like i put i put yeah yeah, yeah. i was like whoa <laughs> that, that was something that i didn't see ever until that moment and then that interaction just sort of brought that together and I was like, that's and I you know what was extra extra fun about that whole thing is that uh philip and i had talked about it i was like hey philip what do you think if we tried to go this direction and philip's like yeah that sounds great but before we had done anything 
anything at all. We just talked about it. Hadn't started anything. Diana, as Rowan, out of nowhere, makes that comment. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, on fire. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> I, I, I liked uh, when, we, when we were all quite, like, just the whole moment with everybody trying to get Bertram to talk. What happened? What's mm. wrong with you? Like, Rowan is having a meltdown. Leander is just scared. Piper's out of her mind. And, <clears throat> like, and then, uh, Hattie's scared. He's like, he doesn't know what he's going to say. And then does the spell. Um, and then just the reveal of everything. When he just, he just looks at Hattie and says, I'm, I'm scared. And then he just, he spills it. When he just spills everything that happened to I like that was I mean yeah, just think about that too that was that was a moment that just that tore me too I'm just like I was I was so great I loved that moment for me Rossi just recounting the entire thing and it was it made it it made it very real and I you know it, it hit us all because it's like oh that's what's this is a lot bigger than we actually thought and yeah, it was it was great. I loved it. I love that moment. Mm. <clears throat> mm. Yeah, that was a good one. I agree. I also love really tiny moments, um, mm. like when we were on the bridge and Piper just grabs my hand from behind me. Just small little moments like that also is quite powerful. It's like oh, I agree. Of like like I'm there with you. Let's do this. Yeah, those no. those really build up too because those are to me are so human. Yes. In a lot of ways, and I like that. Yeah. Those are my favorite. There's quite a few, but that was the most recent one that really stuck out. Was Piper's, you know, because Piper's the big tough, you know, she's the tough girl, and mm -hmm. she, you know, then she became like almost like a mother to like Rowan in that time. So it that that, yeah. that stuck out. That makes. That's cool. cool. All right. Any other questions? Or is it time to announce what chapter two is going to be? Don't we have a question related to chapter two that we skipped earlier? We, oh, oh, yeah. Yes. Civil I do Savage, right? It was Civil Savage, yeah. Let me go back to that. Cause... Something about seeing the characters where they're going in chapter two or something like that? Yeah. Yes, I will go back. Oh, here we go. Get back to that question. Right. Are we ready for this? Like... Oh, sorry. It's uh, Savon. 45. He's saying that. Oh, Savon. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. I might put it put it back in there, uh, Zevin. Put it back in there and we'll, um, oh, Zevin, sorry. we'll see if we can answer it. Oh, it's I think it was something said. like, Diana, do you intend on killing another parent in chapter two? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my she's, up, she's upgraded from kids in games. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, we okay. saved right. every kid, and that made me yeah. happy. <laughs> we did. We did. We did. Yeah, we did. We did save every kid. Um, I mean, do you guys want to know what chapter two is? Is that really, I mean, because I mean, we could just, like, not... There's only I two mean... people that have commented about chapter two, and that's Devin and Civil <laughs> Sage. It's chapter two, chapter two, drum roll, and nobody else seems excited about chapter uh, two. Okay, well... Hey, Shattered Tables on Games! 
You're just in yes, time. Yes, we're just gonna rain. Hello, welcome. Okay. All right. I guess if you if you all are are want to know now we have a raid. Then let's do it. Let's do it. Are you guys ready? Ready. What? Okay. Perfect. You got it. Oh, uh, uh, what are you looking forward to from a Thank character you. development point of view in chapter two? Okay. Perfect. I got it. All right. All right. Let's find out what's next for chapter two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the music didn't play, but oh. we still got play. to see. Why? No, the music. I didn't hear it. I don't know. I, I didn't don't know. Hear I, it I didn't hear it. <clears throat> but just imagine that that had the Harbinger's music to it. Oh, you heard oh, it? Okay, good. Maybe it was just me. Oh, they did. Um, oh, they did hear it. Oh, perfect. Okay. Oh, you did. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was really quick. I know that doesn't necessarily tell you exactly what it is, but what we it will tell you. It nothing. <laughs> it is cyberpunk. What? It is cyberpunk. The setting, the setting is the same setting it has always been. Which is? Black Which point? is confused. We tried to get it. See, oh, you mean? Never mind. <laughs> so, you all get ready. It's not going to be here. We do not have a specific date. But it will be in the new year. Uh, in the meantime, who knows what's going on. But I know it's the holiday season and many of you folks will be busy anyway. And so will we. Um, but we will be back. So don't you worry. It will be Harbinger's Eden Redux. It will be cyberpunk. And we will be building no new characters for that. Also, what you should know is that uh, I'm going GM, GM, GM. No, Philip and I will be switching... <laughs> on in the gm chair as i was trying to say and we'll be doing it the other direction so this time philip is going to start this is going to be philip's setting and then i will Ooh. hop on at the end for however many episodes philip wants to bestow upon me <laughs> and we will see what happens um yeah so that is what to expect for next time early 2022 yes is the goal, <laughs> the goal indeed um yeah setting is the setting civil savage has got it right clarifies everything uh we did have that one question from zevin so that question is what are you looking forward to from a character development point of view in chapter two uh hattie is now cyber punked out and he has a cyber eye <laughs> oh wait so <laughs> megan that that is a good question are we staying as Adrian and Bertram. And uh, no. This is a new y'all. bunch of people. See, we don't so, even know. It, <laughs> if, you all, if you all don't know the basics of this, this is uh, technically we're going four chapters as of right now. Chapter one, two, and three are going to be with different people, and they're all going to come together like the Marvel Universe. <laughs> nice. Supposedly. So Maybe. that is what we're looking for here. All of these folks, all of these characters you've gotten to know will somehow come together. That is the goal. So we will be meeting some new characters uh, 
which is very, yeah, a harbinger's huss symbol. <laughs> Good one, Clint. Uh, yes. I love that. Oh, me too. Yes, so great. that is the goal. But it will be horror. It is always horror. Um, because, well, here we are. This is who here I am. Here we are. Um, yeah, so that is it tonight folks thank you all so much for joining us for the chat back for chapter one coven uh also thank you all for just joining us for this whole season this you know when you're kicking something off like this it's never easy and uh it means a lot it really does mean a lot yes so thank you all for that um let's go around real quick uh i'll tell you again we will not be back until early 2022 stay tuned to our social media uh to for that you can uh Follow the Dat Network at the Dat Network on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Follow us on YouTube. You can follow us here on Twitch just to keep up. There's other shows that are going to be happening. Adam, Diana, and Philip are getting ready to do a new pirate show that is coming very soon. It's next Sunday. This weekend. This Sunday. This Sunday. This Sunday. Yeah. So get super excited for that. That's going to be amazing. That's going to be Pathfinder. So check that out. Um, uh, you can follow Harbingers at HarbingersRPG. You can also use that hashtag to search for our posts. Um, that's on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, that's where you're going to be able to see any announcements that come, come along. So check that out to stay tuned for what's up next. Um, let's go around real quick. Tell them where you are. Tell them where you are. Tell them where are you? No, I'm kidding. Tell them who you are. Tell them who you are. Um, tell them where they can find you, I guess, on the interwebs. And if you have anything else you wanted to put out there, then put it out there. Um, let's start with you, Philip. Cool. I'm Philip Rossi. You can follow me uh, at the social medias at Philip J. Rossi. Phillips with one L. If it's two L's, it goes to a very angry lawyer in Chicago. So don't make that mistake. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's it just, it, that's the truth. Um, where am I? I'm, uh, I'm in my closet right now. Hoping to get out sometime. Uh, where can oh, you find me? Uh, the social medias and also uh, at uh, The Adventures of the Siren Song, which we will be starting uh, this Sunday, uh, Adam Khan GMing. Um, and, you know, message me your awesome ideas for uh, Eden Redux uh, because, um, you know, I'll just, crowd, I'll just crowdfund it. It worked for Star Wars. <laughs> right? uh, yeah, yeah, I think that was crowdfunded. <laughs> yeah. Just gonna, I'm just gonna kick that hornet's nest before we leave. Diana! <laughs> uh, hi, friends. Hi, guys. Um, I'm Diana Restrepo. You can find me at Diana Rust3 on Twitter and Instagram. I will also be joining the Siren Song and Set Sail on Sunday, 6 p.m. on this channel. And then on Monday nights, you can watch Adam and I, and someone else is gonna be a special guest, I believe, this coming Monday. Um, uh, Megan Caves on Alien Connections on the Norse Foundry channel. That is our Blade Runner meets Aliens. 6 p.m. as well on Monday nights. Come check us out. Won't be on this Monday? Monday, but the following oh, sorry. following Monday. Okay. No, well, no, then, it's yes. good. Not this one, but the following one. Okay, so she'll yes. be on pretty soon. <clears throat> yes, indeed. Uh, Take it awesome, away, Randy. Randy. 
Hey, I'm Randy Alvarenga. I'm taking it away. Uh, I am not on that uh, pirate ship, but I wish I was. No, no, no. I'm really excited to watch it. Uh, I am on Twitter as Rolleraja. That's R-O-L-L-E-R-R-A-J-A. I spell it because people sometimes don't know, and so it helps. And then um, uh, things coming up. I do have something coming up that I can't say right this second, but it's uh, it's a stream that will be on the 20th. So if you follow my Twitter, it's another Savage Worlds game that you can maybe come and watch. I'm, okay, wait, I can't say what it is yet, but I'm pumped for it. Like, this is my my Savage World setting thing here. So I'm super excited. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. I'm a nerd like that. And then uh, I'm kind of just chilling. Like, uh, life is life has been a lot this year. So I'm I'm taking a break during the end of this year to rest. During the holidays. But, but if you have things that you would like to see me in and you do things, Hit me up, because I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> right. I forgot one more awesome. thing before Adam takes oh, yeah. away. I'm so sorry. Tomorrow, oh my god, brain mm -hmm. fart. Tomorrow, I'll be on the Paizo channel for their one-off of the Great Grave Rav Train Robbery. Excuse me for butchering that entire thing. Rob, Rob yeah. Train? I'll be yeah. at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I am playing an Android, so come watch this tomorrow. Okay, that's it. I made the Go intro ahead. for it. Yay! Ah, so go watch it. Yes. You did the intro. You did the intro for it. I did. Oh, awesome! Ooh. I was me I was messing with this today. Uh, because I'm Adam Khan, and you can actually find me tomorrow. Well, you won't find me tomorrow night, but I'm going to be messing with everybody. I'm going to be running tech for the, the show tomorrow night. I love the intro, by the way, Megan. Super cool. Nice. Um. Yeah, uh, you can find me coming up this Sunday. Uh, I get to run a group through. Uh, so it is uh, set in the Skull and Shackles Pathfinder, one uh, E adventure uh, path. With I've got uh, a bunch of uh, like homebrew stuff in there as well too. Uh, I got a great group of uh, people running through that. We've been playing it since July of last year, so just kind of hopping in and into our, our little adventure, of Voyage of the Siren Song, and then Monday nights, like Diana said, you can watch uh, um, myself along with her over on Alien Connections Foundry. Uh, and then if you want to find me on the socials, it's right below my face at Azerold, A-Z-E-R-O-L-D, and the numeral one. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for stuff. Awesome. Yay. Awesome. Thank you. Woo. Uh, and I am Megan Caves. You can find me at Megan Caves, M-E-G-H-A-N-C-A-V-E-S, on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Facebook, it's Megan Caves Actor. Instagram, just Megan Caves. Um, you can also... Catch the nutty thing that I'm doing, which is uh, my own production company called Gone Rogue Entertainment. You can catch uh, that and me and the things that I will do there at Gone Rogue Int, E-N-T, um, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. The most current recent thing that you can see is the short film The Whistler, and Diana and I are in that. It's a little bit of horror for you. So you can check that out. And we just got, became official selection for a uh, film festival, which is really cool and surprising. <laughs> I was like, yeah. very excited. I know. Um, you can catch me. Oh gosh, I'm not going to be able to tell you. I'm a podcast coming out on Thursday. Podcast Thursday. Just ch check out my, <laughs> check out my social media. You'll see what that mm. is. Uh, that I believe was with Maka. Um, 
and I forget the name of the podcast off the top of my head, but social will be up there. It is a round circle talking about RPing in RPG games. So that should be really cool. I think there's other things like I will be on Norse Foundry in two Mondays from now. So not the 15th because that's my birthday. So I'm going to do other things. Uh, but the whatever the Monday, the 26th, I think after that. I think that's it. Yay. Woo. That's all I know. Uh, yeah. Yay. Thank you, guys. Yay. What's up? Yay. We did the wave. Thank you for joining us. Oh, no. We did the wave. <laughs> it's a very weird wave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you for, again, for joining us. Seriously, it means a lot. We've had a lot of fun with you all, and we will see you all very, very soon. Mwah, see you guys. Love you all. Bye. Bye. Bye.